Well, hello there, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. And I'm really excited that you clicked on this particular episode, this podcast, because this is one of those that has the ability to help you shift something really powerful deep down inside. And I discovered the guests that I'm introducing you to through a podcast. And so I'm delighted to keep that energy going. Um, Today, I'm delighted to bring Dr. Valerie Rain to the MA podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about her before we start the interview. Dr. Valerie Rain discovered patriarchy stress disorder, or PSD, and created the only science-backed system for helping women achieve their ultimate success, happiness, and fulfillment by healing the generational trauma of oppression. She holds an EDM in psychological counseling from Columbia University and a PhD in psychology from the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. Her best-selling book, Patriarchy Stress Disorder, The Invisible Inner Barrier to Women's Happiness and Fulfillment, and her cutting-edge programs have helped thousands of women shift from survival to thriving and master the game of how good can it get in their work and personal lives. Dr. Valerie is a sought-after speaker and trainer at conferences and companies committed to setting new standards of excellence in their industry in diversity, equality, and inclusion, employee satisfaction, their physical and mental health, and creativity and innovation. You guys, this woman is incredible. I'm a huge fan, and you'll you'll be equally as delighted. So um, listen in, enjoy. Well, let's go ahead and do it. This is so, so exciting. Um, As I mentioned, I have a beautiful guest on the podcast today, Dr. Valerie Reen. Dr. Valerie, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'll have to start again. (laughs) I can say your name fast. Maria (laughs) Andrea. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. I I love it. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I know that you are in the midst of a lot, a lot of goodness. And um, so thank you for taking a pause to share with us and and be here and co-create something really special. So my, my personal experience of Dr. Valerie stemmed from me discovering you um, through, there was a coach that I follow that had been on your podcast. And so I listened to the podcast and I remember just laying in bed with a face of like, wow, wow, wow. Like, oh my God, so much of what you guys talked about landed in so many ways. Um, And of course, in that interview, you talked about your book, um, Patriarchy Stress Disorder, and which I have right here. And as I listened to it, I was like, I, I mean, I, I need to read this immediately. So right then and there, I remember actually I was in Puerto Rico visiting my family. This was earlier this year when we could still fly around and travel. Um, and I bought the book on, on Kindle right away and started reading it and absorbing it. And then after I finished, I bought the physical book because I was like, this is one of those books that I want to have in my, in my life and in my library. So um, for... I'd love for anybody who's newer to uh, to your work is is for you to describe what you do from a place of like like what inspired you like what made you really passionate about this work so lit up by it um, to not only embark on this beautiful unique work that you do but to but to write this this book as well. Mm. 
Yeah, um, my <laughs> writing of the book has been inspired by my entire life. Uh, my entire life, um, for as long as I remember, ever since I was a little girl, I was asking this one question, what's wrong with me? The question that has defined my life, the quest for the answer. <laughs> and when I was growing up, I was getting these messages of, um, don't be so smart. People don't like it. No one would want to marry you. Don't wear this. You look like a slut. Don't wear that. You look like a nun. Oh, you look good, meaning you lost weight. All these things that um, I found myself trying to negotiate only to go back to the question of what's wrong with me. And that path has taken me to study, drum roll, psychology. What else would I study to figure out what's wrong with me? And two graduate degrees later, I was living the life of my dreams. I had a thriving private practice in New York. I had a family and home. I loved, I loved my work. And one day I was on the phone with a client when I noticed that I was smiling only with the right side of my face. And the left side of my face just hung in there, as did my left arm. And I finished the call, got in the car, and drove myself to the emergency room using my right <laughs> of arm. Course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. Of course. It's what we do. <laughs> uh, and, 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 that, and that is right. It's so significant on this path of unpacking uh, what we're going to talk about. So uh, there I was scanned up and down. And thankfully, the diagnosis was, quote, unquote, just Stress, which both relieved me and um, puzzled me to no end. But I had no time to think much about it because I looked at the clock and I realized I could still make my evening client appointments. So mm -hmm. I quickly changed out of the hospital gown. I got in the car and I drove to the office and saw my clients as if nothing had ever happened. But something did happen and it, it did it did tear a hole in the security blanket of stress and workaholism. And through that hole, a very uncomfortable realization began to seep in that I had done everything I knew how to do to be happy and fulfilled. I achieved um, academically in my career. I got married, had a beautiful daughter. Um, I was also working hard on the inner front. I was in therapy, had been in therapy for years, lots of self-help books and seminars and workshops and all this effort and time later, I was still not happy and fulfilled. And that was a terribly devastating realization because, well, first I, I didn't know what else to do. And then the conclusion was, am I so broken, something is so wrong with me that nothing works? Or am I greedy? Am I ungrateful? My life is good. What else do I want? I have everything. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe somebody else can feel comfortable in their skin and at ease and authentic and fully expressed, but it's not for me. And it was a very despairing moment. But thankfully, I had my clients to look up to because they were shifting in some profound ways out of the stuckness and into the fullness of their lives. They were 
coming out of the 2D you know, black and white grayscale and, and bursting into you know, a whole different dimension of, of living. And I started asking myself, what was I doing for them that I wasn't doing for me? Mm. And the answer was with all of my clients, I was using trauma healing tools, mind-body trauma healing tools. And what's significant is that none of my clients actually had big traumatic, or almost none of my clients had big traumatic life-threatening experiences. They would say, oh, you know, I had a normal childhood, I had a normal life, all that. But they were all showing these telltale symptoms of trauma, which are disconnection from parts of the body, from parts of the authentic expression and your being and your um, desires, true authentic desires. And I wasn't doing it for myself because ironically, I didn't think I had trauma. <laughs> I had a normal childhood, a normal life, whatever that even means. Uh, the bar mm -hmm. is set pretty low for <laughs> what that means in our society and um when when i saw that i began to wonder how come or rather you know what kind of trauma could we all have without realizing it and at the time research was coming out showing that traumatic experiences are actually genetically transmitted generation to generation and the dots connected for me, women have been oppressed for thousands of years. For thousands of years, we didn't have ownership of our own bodies. We didn't own, didn't even have ownership of our children. We could not love who we loved. I mean, married for survival, or rather we're married off for survival mm -hmm. of their own and their families. Uh, women couldn't make their own money. Up until 1960, a woman couldn't open her own bank account in the U.S. Um, and couldn't take out a business loan until 1988. All these traumas, deeply traumatic experiences of being denied all these aspects of what it means to be fully empowered and fully... Um, alive and even you know dare i say fully human right equal human mm -hmm. all these traumas are alive and well in our nervous systems in our bodies and we may think all the right things we may say all the right things but it is our subconscious that actually makes decisions for us and we now know not now know that from neuroscience that our subconscious decides our actions. Our thoughts really don't really matter all that much, not as much as we think, literally. The thoughts catch up later to rationalize why we made this or that decision. So mm -hmm. looking at this big picture, uh, I have termed this condition, this intergenerational, this collective trauma, patriarchy, stress disorder, or PSD, and that has changed everything for me. It has changed everything for women. I have the privilege of working with because all of a sudden it unhooks us from this question of what's wrong with me. All of a sudden we realize that there's nothing wrong with us. And we share very profound, very profound tra traumas. 
and we can heal them. And that is what un that's what unlocks happiness, fulfillment, next levels of everything, our access to our desires and our ability to create our lives and the world designed by what we desire personally and collectively. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, thank you. This illuminates, illuminated so much for me. And I think the timing of it was impeccable, of course, divinely timed to help. What I see is this incredible wave of women that are really stepping into a deeper understanding of our power. And as a coach, um, I also have the privilege of working with incredible women and we all have very similar markers of that. There's something very deep within us that is yearning to be, to be born, to come out. Mm -hmm. And we feel blocked in so many ways. And there's this momentum that we can't quite reach and we procrastinate and we're paralyzed. Um, and we're very driven and we have, you know, high expectations of ourselves. And so there's this catch 22 of like, how is it possible that I can be so driven and still not land on my purpose? Um, and that alignment of your drive and your, you know, I, I always say that I, I, my vision is to support women in aligning their inner drive with their divine wisdom. And when I experienced your work and your words, I felt, um, well, it, it lit up so much within me that I think it just catalyzes and activates you when you are, when you're given almost, it's like new tools, um, from the words to the literal tools that you offer to understand and unpack something at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you said yourself, it's a, one of my questions was, you know, how did this work transform you personally? And you already, you, you began to allude to that, but I'd love for you to deepen even a little bit more you as, you know, uh, uh, Valerie, the woman, Dr. Valerie, the woman, like how has it catalyzed, you know, who you are on this, on this journey of um, your, your vision and your mission mm. on earth right now? Yeah. Um, it, it keeps unfolding. And uh, a huge difference is, is that I got off the track of what felt like what I wanted, but those were really desires downloaded from the patriarchy, mm. A to Z. And so many high achieving women find themselves in that position, having achieved everything that they set out to achieve, only to recognize, shit, that's what that was not my dream, you know, yeah. that was not my dream, and they find themselves at a, at a loss, sometimes it happens, oftentimes it happens in, in their 40s and 50s, now, nowadays I see more and more millennials come to that awakening sooner in their 30s and begin to ask themselves that same question what are my authentic dreams and desires and how do i reclaim those so that was the biggest shift that happened for me getting off the the, the tracks laid down for me by patriarchy and digging down into what i authentically wanted and one of the first areas to dig down into was um my desires for a partnership and <laughs> I literally, well, it started out with identifying what I, 
had been tolerating in my previous relationships and kind of going from there, right? Mm -hmm. What I don't want in my, in my partnership. And from there, a, a list emerged, a very concrete list. It was so concrete that it actually scared me because it was down to like the background, the age, the, and the first non-negotiable was that he would be able to hold infinite space, loving space for my rage, for all, mm. the, for all of my emotions. And my rage was number one. And that really scared me. First of all, I was like, oh shit, like, okay, <laughs> it's not a recipe for disaster. That's what the previous experiences have taught me, right? You show... You show anger in that it's all your fault. You're an angry yeah. me who wants to be with you, etc. So a lot of trauma there, but a lot of desire, obviously. Oh, craving, just yearning for somebody to hold all of me. And when that came through, my my mind went, it doesn't exist. It does not exist. You are a 40-year-old single mom right even if that doesn't even if it did exist like fat chance you, like who do you think you are right mm. all that psd talk and and thankfully there was something in me that said that's okay if it doesn't exist but i'm not gonna accept anything else so take everything else off the table no compromise zero compromise Mm -hmm. and lo and behold in just a matter of weeks uh, my partner Jeffrey with whom we now work together um, showed up and the backdrop is I I did not even date I did not quote-unquote put myself out there I did not think I had any space for a relationship in my life and neither did he and we have kids the same age. That was something even better. I did not even know or I didn't know I could dare to ask for. And so he, he came in with his beautiful son and I came in with my beautiful daughter. They're 10 months apart. And um, that is one example on this radical transformation of what happens when you get off the tracks of, oh, what I can afford, <laughs> what I can mm. afford to desire, what is mm -hmm. my, where do I fit in in terms of worthiness, what I can hope for, how I can circumscribe and limit my own dreams to fit into what I think I can get and the rest I cannot get, shifting to, no, F that what do i actually really desire and that's where rage actually that anger that accumulate and a lot of women are afraid of their own anger because yeah we all have had trauma of being rejected and blamed and shamed for our anger so that's a big thing that that comes up in our programs that we help women heal because anger is a messenger anger is that canary in the coal mine that goes honey you're dying you need to get mm -hmm. out of there and so we have spent generations in disconnection from our true desires and our anger is the messenger to tell us okay this is not the way 
go a different way. And our anger can actually take us to our deep, authentic desires. But that's scary, right? It's mm-hmm. scary. The same thing happened or a similar thing happened, is happening in my business. I closed a very successful private practice, you know, something I, I spent many years building and, and people work so hard. And that's kind of the pinnacle of a psychologist's career in, in, in that paradigm that, you know, you just like you work happily, you love your work, and then you retire. And I knew there was a bigger, much bigger mission. And it was scary. And it was a complete leap of faith. I closed the practice before I knew what the heck I was doing before the new business model came came in. But I was very clear. It was a very clear guidance. Uh, I actually received guidance on the date when I would close Mm -hmm. it. Uh, And so I gave everybody a six months notice and started transitioning my clients. And, And when that happened, it was free fall. And and then the parachute opened and something much more magical began to happen. And it is only possible <laughs> because facing what we had been tolerating, what have we been tolerating without recognizing that? Where, where are you under living your life right now? Is it in your relationship? Is it in your work? Is it in your... It, how you feel inside your own skin, how you feel in your body, or is it in your financial area? Money is such a loaded, traumatized area for women. Mm. And our the combination of our anger and our desire actually shows us the way of how we can start feeling these traumas, breaking out the, of the invisible in the prison of PSD, and that's actually going to be the topic, money, reclaiming our relationship with money, healing that relationship, engaging in conscious co-creation. That's going to be the topic of our next live event. We, we're going to have a three-day virtual Oh, experience. my God. Yes. <laughs> I, was there for the fir- I was there for the first one, so I'm definitely going to be there again. <laughs> I'm so excited you'll be joining us. Yeah, as you know, there is no charge to attend and most amazing women gather like yourself from all over the world with our desires and our anger. And you know Mm. what? We hold space for one another and we see that there's nothing wrong with us. We witness one another and we Mm -hmm. learn how to begin waking up, shedding the layers of trauma conditioning and Mm. how to chart the course to our deep desires and from our desires to creating a life designed by them. Yes. I'm so thrilled that that experience was truly one of the most generous, powerful experiences. And I've done lots of beautiful self-development, self-healing work. And that three-day virtual retreat was, it blew my mind away. I had a few other really close friends that were all part of it. And we were just just completely delighted by what you offered. So I'm really excited. When is the next one happening? Can you reveal it? Yes, August 14th through the 16th. Yeah. Oh my God. The thrivingexperience.com is where you can learn more and register. And I'm so excited we'll get to play again. I'm so happy. Oh, yes. You know, oh, yes. Experience the first time and we'll, it, it might be something even better. Oh my God. 100%. I'm so there. And, um, 
everything that you're saying is like I have full body chills because again, there's so much resonance and synchronicity. And I think one of the things that I know magnetized me to to you and all the other women that I know personally who have also experienced your work is that you really walk this line of, you know, that that strategy and that intuition, that drive and that inner wisdom, you know, when you when you um when you speak into things like, you know, what you what you receive, like it's it and and I think that's where truly the the real magic happens is when we align building the momentum, taking the leaps of faith, making those decisions, uh, really designing your life in a way that feels so aligned from a place of, of taking inspired action and also being so open to the unknowns that will inevitably creep in. And I think for, for myself and for so many others, when we, and, and I used to play in this space of a lot of constriction where I too had, you know, I was in a corporate job, very successful, great salary, all the things. And everything looked great on the outside. And of course I knew, I knew I was like, this is not, this is not it. And there's so many of us that have a story like that. And to know that there's nothing wrong with, with you in having that deeper desire. And, you know, one of, one of the questions that you pose for us that I ask myself all the time, how good can it get, which feels like such a naughty question to ask yourself but it's one of the most liberating, freeing, like shifting questions because it really brings you up to that space of allowing. Um, and and one of the one of my major lessons that I've enrolled myself in this year very consciously is that of learning how to receive at a different level in every sense of the word. And as I embarked on my mission, um, to open up to that space. I received that, I received that guidance last year at the end of the year. I always pick a word of the year, like a theme and essence that I want to live into. And it was receive. And at first I had a lot of judgment around it because I thought that feels very passive. That feels like I'm not doing enough. That feels Mm -hmm. selfish. And then it came coming, it kept coming through so clearly that I was like, okay. And I could not have imagined because 2020 is shaping up to be a very, very, very profound year for me in so many ways. And I could have never imagined how um, the universe was preparing me mm. for receiving. And I knew at that time, I said, by me taking this this on, I know I'm also helping to to shift and to shine a light for so many other women when I speak into this. Yeah. And so my question, I'd love to hear because what, what this work does, I think is unlock a different level of receiving. And so I'd love to hear your take on receiving and allowing tied to our self-worth tied to PSD. And I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear your take on it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Receiving one of my favorite topics. So to put things in context of PSD and give, give this a scientific explanation, because, right, we, we may have a spiritual sense about how things work, and that may totally be sufficient for some. And for others, like, uh, I don't know, I, I'm not sure if I get this. So I like to do both spiritual and scientific. So there is a study that I quote in the book that has to do with mice and cherry blossoms. Researchers introduced the smell of cherry blossoms to mice while simultaneously zapping their feet with mild electric shocks. 
The mice were then bred and their children and their grandchildren when exposed to the smell of cherry blossoms showed a strong fear and anxiety reaction. The researchers saw mm -hmm. that the experience this traumatic experience had been genetically transmitted. PSD is women fearing the smell of cherry blossoms, which is for us everything that we authentically desire that has always been forbidden and actually punishable for women. A woman's power has always been a fun punishable offense, whether it's financial power, the power of her sexuality, the power of her brilliance. Not talking about power over somebody, her innate power as a whole human being that has always been the greatest threat to patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And how this relates to receiving is when trauma is lodged in our body, in our nervous system, in our DNA, gets transmitted generation to generation, it gets transmitted with a set of survival instructions. And survival instructions for women have been be seen and not heard, don't shine too brightly, et cetera, et cetera. And how they show up energetically and physically, they show up in a certain hardening, in a certain defensiveness, in a certain, we need to keep ourselves protected, right? When the nervous system goes unsafe, when we increase our visibility or our income or the way we allow in the love that feels profoundly unsafe to the system. And then the system goes into fight, flight, freeze, stress response. And the stress response moves us from being an open system that is able to receive and give to a closed system. We cannot receive um, or give, not from a sense of flow. We can give from a sense of sacrifice and mm -hmm. give from beauty. That's something that we learn to do generation after generation. Um, sometimes I say stress is Teflon to abundance. When we're a closed system, and we, because there is this, this inner threat based on this inherited trauma and collective trauma, we cannot receive. It is not our fault, and it is not about creating a hundred uh, vision boards. Uh, it, it's, it's really, it's both more complex and more simple than that. Because when we're in the flow, we're open and then we're able to receive deeper and deeper. And of course, it's not like a one-time event. Oh, you were closed and now you're open. There are layers and layers and layers. Mm -hmm. I keep discovering deeper layers in myself of deeper closing uh, that, that I can then coax into deeper opening. And that closing to opening with each layer, it goes through the process of trauma healing, how we create safety. Mm -hmm. So those trauma defenses lower. We cannot blaze our way through it, bulldoze our way through it. We cannot punch here in the face and just make it happen. That backfires because these trauma defenses are there to keep us safe. And if one layer of defense fails, then another one comes up. And a lot of it, it runs through the body. That's why we have all these women who are high achieving who have blown out their adrenals thyroids, um, can't sleep, can't relax without a glass of wine or a pill, have tons of anxiety, depression, medicate, self-medicate, uh, autoimmune plagues women, 70 to 95% of cases are women. 
And that's all trauma running in our nervous systems that then shows up as a stress response and that then shows up symptomatically. Whatever keeps our system protected, an inflammation response is something that keeps our system protected. So just putting this whole picture together, like how can we receive when we're actually fighting? The inflammation response is fighting. A fight, flight, freeze, or we're in freeze, we're closed, we're playing dead, we have taken a bite out of the poisoned apple, patriarchy poisoned mm-hmm. apple, and we've fallen asleep to our own beauty, our own power, our own worth. And again, it's not intellectual. We can think all the right things, say all the right things, but if your system feels unsafe, you will see the evidence in your life. If you are not quote unquote manifesting what you desire, right? And it's it's not that that simple. I don't want to make it so like um, binary. Uh, so I don't even know what the, the word is. It's it's not that straightforward. However, however, and the reason I'm saying it, that there are a lot of variables, right? There are a lot mm-hmm. of variables in our lives. There are systemic oppressions. There are like all sorts of variables. However, however unlocking your power is contingent on healing trauma and that that and that i know from my experience from working with clients what happens when we actually unlock that and we create safety and then we open up and we're able to receive mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean you say that and i it's interesting because even in my body i felt a sense as you were describing it a sense mm-hmm. of um constriction a sense of like tightness but of a knowing, almost like, yes, that's hitting, that's something, it's, it's hitting something that it like knows. And, you know, the way I call it sometimes, and um, it's like, we have to, our ego goes through all these little deaths of what it thinks it's supposed to be, right? And so every time that happens, it it's like scrambling for what it knows to be true, quote unquote, um, because that's what it's, seen throughout its life. That's what it's been modeled. And so anytime you hit on something that just feels very profound, it's like, okay, listen and just lean in. Um, and even from that point, like receive the guidance that you're getting so that you can heal. And as you're talking about that, you know, I like opening up the layers even deeper, like understanding where they're closed and then opening up. It's just like this I can just feel it. Like I can feel it in my, in my body. It's really, really powerful. Thank you for sharing this. And I, I hope our listener right now can, can, can feel that too. Because again, it's not what we think. Our body is the one who knows, who actually knows for a fact if it's safe or unsafe. It knows it before your mind has a thought of, oh, you better cross the street, right? It knows for a fact that you're feeling unsafe when it's dark and there is like a strange person approaching and uh, like something in your body knows that. Mm-hmm. And, and those things happen a million times a day and it may not be dark a dark alley it may be an email that you receive that is, yes. you. that is actually an opportunity to create a proposal and then your body goes and then you have 50 tabs open on your browser and you're doing social media research for three hours yes. 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 I remember that, that I remember those emails very well. Like I still have those moments, of course, but especially when I worked in corporate, I remember receiving an email from my boss asking for something or whatever. And I would feel so, um, like 
attacked is a strong word, but I think my system went into like a protection mode. Like, okay, no, like showing how capable I am. And I know that that's something that's been ingrained from when I was a little girl. And I'm a classic case of amazing childhood, amazing parents. And yet I felt misunderstood a lot of times and felt like I was, had to prove myself. Um, and it's, it's, and that's why it's such beautiful, um, work to understand that. And I love how you painted. It doesn't mean you have to have gone through a a very marked traumatic experience in your life. And we all have different degrees of how that could show up, but it's in just the growing up process of being of individuation, figuring out who you are from an early age and the messages that you're getting from the external world that tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. And we build the response system of like, okay, well, this is acceptable and this is not, and this is how I should be. And this is how I shouldn't be. And then we bring that with us. And we don't even realize because we've been operating that way for so long. We don't realize we're in a fight flight response. We know it doesn't feel good, yeah. but then it's like, oh, well, it's just anxiety. Everybody, you know, it's like becomes normal. It's normalized. Right. It and does. when you're on the other side of feeling a sense of freedom and deeper purpose, mm-hmm the contrast is just mind blowing because you feel at ease. You feel like, how is it possible that I could be even going through things that are exponentially harder in my life and yet feeling so much more at ease about them versus where I was before. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, that's, that's a be- that's the beauty of the journey. The journey really has no end point. We are we're healing we're healing thousands of years of trauma and uh, the healing continues. I discover deeper layers pretty much every day and every time it's like, oh, here we go. Here we and- go again. <laughs> And each layer unlocks then layers of expansion, unlocks layers of freedom. And there are a lot of layers to unlock. Think mm-hmm. of how many generations have been on lockdown, their genes, their bodies, their, their mm-hmm. everything. And, and money, there's something that is so hot and present about money for me right now. And I feel that it's like women like all these generations of women who have uh, worked for free, all this free labor, right, mm-hmm. for, for millennia, I feel that we are, we stand to unlock all this merit mm. and all financial wealth with interest when, as we tap into freedom and permission that comes from safety, that mm. comes from safe it doesn't come from an instagram meme telling you you can do it girl it comes from thank you <laughs> your body feels safe <laughs> in oh. the world objectively unsafe for women unsafe for people of color unsafe for people who are gay bisexual transgender etc 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 like there is so much oppression. There is so much, uh, there are so many microaggressions. There are macroaggressions. You know, people's lives are at stake and people lose their lives to oppressive systems. This is objectively happening. So Mm. our nervous systems know something. And even if like the mind 
tries to override it, our nervous system now. And I also want to say that it's it's very alive and present for me that um, if it feels like, oh my gosh, like my life is good, you know, people are dying um, uh, and a lot of women now are like their hearts are so empathetic black lives matter what can i do what how can i show up and yet they, they're in fight flight freeze because they're overwhelmed their own traumas mm. are triggered they, their heart is in the right place but they have no idea they cannot actually effectively show up because their nervous mm. system they're they're flooded and overwhelmed and so i want to say this is the time to do this work because if you have the privilege of listening to this show right now, you have the privilege of having access to this information, you are this person in the intergenerational transmission of trauma who can unlock healing and liberation, who can stop intergenerational transmission of trauma. And guess how we heal oppression in the world by healing internalized oppression, by healing trauma so that we can show up and we can be part of this change. So this is the least selfish and most activist thing you can do is tend to your own healing and create ripple effects mm. by showing up. Um, wanted to bring yes. this into the conversation. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, again, the, the, the timing of all of this is, is, is divinely timed, especially in this year of such massive growth and um, the, the vulnerability that it takes to understand that you get to resource yourself, that this, this unspoken rule that says that you're not worthy unless you're capable of something is a catch-22 that keeps us in a space of not honoring what what we must heal individually in order to keep showing up. Um, because there's this like, I got this when I don't really got this at a very deep, deep space. Mm. And honoring that and opening up space for that yeah. is I think, like you said, um, the most unselfish thing that we can mm -hmm. that we can do. And there's no shame in admitting, uh, not, just not, not even admitting, but like seeing clearly that there, there are layers of trauma to heal in all Yes. Of it's the opposite of playing victim. It is the complete opposite of that because it's 100%. accepting responsibility and accountability for healing, for to change your life and to change the world. Playing victim 100%. is you know, staying in denial and saying, like, as, as you said, like, I've got this, I'll figure this out, I'll go it alone. If if the, if that were the case, we would have been living in a different world. We, we mm -hmm. look at the world we're living in right now. If it is not satisfying to you, <laughs> I, I I hope it is not. It, we can actually. It is within. It is up to us, but we must embody the change we we want to see in the world. Yes, absolutely. You guys listening, I cannot recommend Dr. Valerie's work enough. I cannot recommend her book enough. I already have recommended it a few times. I'm going to recommend it again. Um, absolutely get it with, with no hesitation. And we're going to leave the link for that next uh, virtual retreat happening mid-August. I will absolutely be there to receive and to learn and to keep, um, keep learning from this incredible woman who shows up so vulnerably and authentically 
and like just real. You're like, just here I am. This is real. And I'm super smart and I'm super capable. And I adore women like that because we get to keep showing up and um, both in our power and in our vulnerability and in our truth. And, and that's how we keep healing the world and pouring our medicine out. So thank you so, 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 so much for being here for the work you do. Um, and, um, yeah, for creating time to, to, to chat with me. I really appreciated it. Again, I speak to, to, to Zoom. Maria Alejandra, I thank you so deeply for um, including my vision into your vision and for being such a champion of this awareness and healing from peace. Mm. Thank you for having me today. My pleasure. Um, and to everybody listening, make sure to catch our next episode. Make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, and uh, call, follow the journey. And thank you for being on the journey with us because we all get to do it together. All right, everybody, sending you so much love. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.